What do you believe? What do you believe? Welcome to the Get Lap Podcast. Do not try this at home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the KLP, where we give you long-form, in-person conversations that explore and inform. My name is Kent Lapp, and today on the podcast, I am excited to give you my conversation with Fadi Busamra and Chad Stevens. Fadi has been on the podcast a couple of times before. Actually, Chad has been as well. Uh, Fadi is the chief investment officer for Nashville's pension fund. Fadi manages about $4 billion dollars. And under his leadership, Nashville's pension fund has been performing top 1% in the country for seven years. So he knows what he's doing. And Chad Stevens is a VP at Southern Wall Systems, a fairly sizable company. is doing really well there. And I might add, Chad is a pretty dang good CrossFit athlete. So we get to work out with both of these guys pretty much five days a week and really enjoy it. Anyhow, I wanted to have him back on the podcast to discuss... I guess what's going on with the coronavirus and some of the things that I had been hearing leading up to this conversation, there were some things that just weren't making sense and I just wanted to kind of talk it out. And I thought Fadi and Chad would be good ones to do that and they were. So the conversation was helpful to me. I feel like uh, there were some things that I was hearing that didn't make sense and are making a little bit more sense having talked it out with them. So I hope this is helpful for you guys as well. If you haven't already, please subscribe on YouTube. Just search the Can't Let Podcast on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Would super appreciate it. And if you would, if you're if you're enjoying the podcast, would you rate the podcast and maybe even leave a review on Apple Podcasts? That really would be helpful for us, and I appreciate it. And I think that does it. So without any further ado, I give you my conversation with Fadi Busamra and Chad Stevens. Please enjoy. <laughs> First, gentlemen, what do you think about 21.2? Did you see the announcement last night? I feel like Chad's going to do pretty good at this one. Yeah, this oh, is a pain oh, cave workout. I, I mean, it's it. just really grinding. It's going to suck for sure. Yeah. There's no getting around it. It's high heart rate right out of the gate. Yeah. How long can you go for, go for it? You didn't see it yet? No. It's a bunch it? of, uh, what is it called, dumbbell snatches? Oh. You trade yeah. trade Like 150. Is it? It's 150? The <coughs> There's 90 Whoa. on the back end. So, yeah, it's 150. Wow. Uh, I think you're right. And yeah. then you stop for 15 box jump overs every so often. Yeah. Yeah, It's. I think you'd do good at it, though. Honestly, you going to do it today or? Yeah, I'll do it. I, I typically do it on Friday and then um, rest Saturday, Sunday, and then come back and do it again okay. on Monday. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a more it's going to be more fun to watch and I think more fun to do than 21.1. Yeah. I think this new cycle he's got with, since he's, it's three instead of five weeks, it's three weeks. And then the top 10%, it's shaping up to be like his, his idea going into it was, okay, for these three weeks, let's engage everybody. So let's have simplistic dual movement workouts that are just really grinders, high heart rate, weed everybody out and then for the second phase more technical put the weights on the bar who's okay. the strongest throwing in these other things that are kind of could be sketchy to newer i see newer um folks to crossfit you don't want them max you know going high yes. heart rate and then max and they're clean and jerk exactly it's a little sketch so that's it's what it seems like he's doing i mean we got another week to figure it out i say that and he could come out and have max snatch next week for all yeah. i know so it's we're highly unlikely. and for those that don't know we're talking about the crossfit open kind of the 2021 season are you saying that um in the past they would have like a max 
clean and jerk as part oh, of the yeah. open? Yeah, but how they would do it too is it's traditionally me. is you've got a workout before, like you'll have like a 10 minute workout and then you'll get the workout done and then you've got until, you know, a certain time, like five minutes after to max a clean and jerk or max clean. Oh, or I see. Okay, a really heavy lift. So they're trying to weed out the specialists, you know, the yeah. big bulky power lifters that could come in there and outlift everybody. It's like, okay, how do we counteract that? We throw in a eight minute high heart rate wad. I see. Beforehand. Yes. Okay. But those are kind of, you know, I don't want to say it's dangerous, but it could be considered a little sketchy for somebody who's not used to it. It's yep. like, man, you just blew your heart rate up and then you're going to go and try and put your PR on the bar yeah. to lift it. It's like, you got to be at probably 80%. Not yeah. if you're, if you're, if you're hitting PRs, post high heart rate wad you know that's you're doing something something's up <laughs> yeah like something could you it. actually do damage i mean that seems it does seem a little dangerous yeah so that that you know that's probably one of the good things that coming out of this revamping that they're looking at is yeah let's do three weeks engage the entire community not overwhelm them with high technical you know there's no rings so we know there's no you know muscle ups things like okay. that that are considered on the higher higher skill range. Um, let's get it and get everybody involved and then separate out of the top 10%, then really press those guys in round two. I see. And then from the top round two, if you make it through that, then you go to the regionals. And if you make it there, then you go to the games. I don't I don't think they brought regionals back. I think it's 10%. The top 10% go to this phase two. And okay. then out of that, they select... I don't know. I'd, I'd have to. I don't know. From where, there, you go to the games potentially. Yeah, I've sort of been looking at it just kind of in the incremental and focusing there. But yeah. uh, from there, they'll weed out and then take a certain percentage that goes to the games. I see. I followed it more this year than I ever had before. I feel like I understand the CrossFit system with the way the open works and everything better this year than I ever have. And we've, we've been really enjoying it. I mean, it's fun to have Marianne at the gym too. Like we were at the gym when they first announced the first one that Thursday night. Mm -hmm. Braden and Micah did their little head to head workout, and that was fun. And then. Uh, tonight there's something going on at the gym. I mean, it's it's fun. It's 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 a fun yeah. time of year to be in CrossFit and follow it all. There's good community built into it. Yeah, I'm the I'm the bookmaker. But yeah, not, that's it's not right. real money. You're that third uh, party. <laughs> even though Tennessee, I think we're, we can gamble. Sports gamble. Yeah, we need a third party. Yeah, so it's I you, right? You're the, so yeah, I'll be there the keeping books. I'll bring my blackboard and have it up. Nice. There. I think there's some licensing involved. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it, guys. Thanks for being back uh, on the podcast. So what's been happening is I had my head down pretty much uh, since Christmas because we're we talked a little bit about this thing we're getting into now, which I haven't really talked about yet publicly, but we've been building out kind of what's the next gig, the next venture. And, and so I've been super focused on that and not following. So, so the current events or the news so much as I has been, have been. And just in the last two weeks, now I'm starting to hear stuff that sounded really strange and I'm starting to read things in like the wall street journal. And about COVID and its origins and what's going on in China and the flu and, I mean, the vaccine stuff is just coming out. But a lot of this stuff was what well, was interesting to start hearing it the last couple of weeks because you all, I also heard it last spring and last summer and last year, but it was you, you heard about it in an entirely different manner. It was like, you know, hey, if you're into conspiracy, I've got something for you. You know, that, that was sort of the vibe. And... 
it was sort of like positioned that way, it seemed to me, from mass media. And that's just sort of the talking point. That was the narrative. It was like, if you don't think this came from just a random fish market in Wuhan and then jump from that to bats and then from that into humans, then, you know, you just must be you just must be kind of off your rails and not know what's going on or be into conspiracy and that type of thing. Yeah, without any evidence. That, without that, any that evidence. We, yeah, anything yeah. else is a conspiracy theory, but that's not. Yeah. That's right, exactly. Yeah. And so it's only in the last couple of weeks that it's like, well, this stuff is starting to come out through through major news outlets. I mean, right here yesterday in Wall Street Journal, you know, World Health Organization's hunt for COVID's origin stumbled in China. It's a full-length article in there about the problems that, the who is having by actually going into China and doing an actual investigation. Well, this is stuff that didn't seem like it was okay to talk about last year. And there's a lot of things that didn't seem like it was okay to talk about last year, which is unfortunate. Well, well, yeah, not to cut you off, but my thing is, is why was it taboo to talk about a lab leak, which for me, day one, it, it doesn't take, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure this out to where you, you would want to focus your, your investigation, it's like, okay, have a breakout, the center of the breakout where the earliest cases are is in Wuhan, China, just so happens to be where they have a level four um, virology and research institute yep. in the same city. Yes. It's, these things aren't everywhere. You know, it's, there's one there, they're very remote, um, yep. um, sporadic locations. So I was like, okay, yeah, they, they made a mistake. And in February of, of last year, uh, in the midst of an outbreak in China, uh, the president of China announced that they must uh, speed up the, uh, uh, the, 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 the rules and regulations around uh, lab research and, and viral studies, right in the middle of it. So mm. that was kind of weird. Okay, yeah. Know, so, so. But let me follow up on something. So why did it come taboo, that narrative, that a lab leak right there and it jumped all the way to like you were you were a weirdo if you believed it came from the the lab and yep. not from a bat or from the market or what yep. all these other narratives that are being pushed up i'll tell you why it's exactly because trump came out and said that it came from a lab immediately mm -hmm. mm, the major one. news outlets i mean look at the timeline on it immediately the major news outlets start to pump the narrative coming from chinese and coming from this guy mm -hmm. i've got to say I, I read it yesterday too it was funny the timing that we wanted to do this because yeah. it just came out yesterday and this guy there was one guy this peter Dazik guy the zoologist and president of eco health alliance he was he was an american he's an american and he was one that early on after trump made that claim that um, this virus came directly from a lab leak. He came out adamantly against that narrative, and he was pushing, no, it came from a bat. It, this thing jumped, and um, it, it came from the markets. It had nothing to do with a lab leak, and it, which was weird. Mm -hmm. So immediately you've got mainstream news backing this guy right out of the gate because guess what? We're in a presidential election. We can't stand this guy. Let's get rid of him. Let's support and fully back this Peter yep. guy. He's a scientist. Let's listen to the science. He's clearly got, he, he knows what he's talking about. Then you come to find out as things progress that this Peter guy has all these ties back to the Chinese Communist Party. He's got nonprofits in China and in Beijing. He's doing no all this way. work on there. So it's like, okay, this is a tainted opinion, clearly. Yeah, exactly. And you know, for me, that's what bothered me the most about it is that how mainstream media really backed 
this. It, because yes. it's like they put all the integrity behind trying to find out where the source of this thing really came from. That's a back burner to getting Trump out of office. Yeah. We're not backing Trump's narrative. So let's go in and make him look like an idiot and support this other claim from a scientist who cares if he's got ties? Yes. So that's, a, that's a good point. But we're also seeing it in, in other arguments and debates in society where if you don't believe the narrative or you question the narrative or you have, you know, you have scientists on your side, whatever, it's, oh, no, if you don't believe this and you're a quack, you know, right. uh, kind of cut the debate. And, uh, uh, you know, where's the evidence? Let's have a, you know, don't call people a quack produce evidence you know we're, yes. we're seeing it in, in some of the science around uh, uh global warming and what causes it and how much and uh, how good is the data and how good is their model there's all kinds of research uh, about that from university of alabama from stanford from princeton and yet uh, uh people want to uh just uh you know go with the uh i don't know uh, the, the popular opinion, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how you refer to it, but anything else is conspiracy. Well, w when did this whole thing of using science as sort of a battering ram to get your way politically, when did this start? Because it, it for sure was happening last year. Yeah. <laughs> right or wrong or well, indifferent. There's no question. This thing yeah. was political out of the gate, yeah. which is very weird if you think about it. Okay, what's happening? A pandemic has originated in China. No one questions that. It's going around the world. It's killing people. No one questions that. We can have questions about case reporting, hospitalizations, deaths, you know, how to go about it, how to treat it, lockdowns or not. We can have questions about that. No one questions what is happening here um, and where it came. But it's, this, is, this is like a health thing. This is a public health thing. This is this should be the focus should be on science, but instead it was highly, highly politicized, at, and at, we at could, every level, at every level, and yes, you could say it was election year, and I'm sure that had a lot to do with it, but also to your point, global warming has been politicized since before 2020, in years preceding an election year. There is almost like there's this trend now that's coming out where you want to try to use science to a political advantage, which is really twisted and gross and weird. Yeah. Where did this come from? How long has this well, been going on? You know, science has, has been used like this for a long time because look at who funds some of the research that happens at universities. I mean... Okay, uh, so it comes back uh, to even, money. You know, uh, one famous study I, I, uh, I was reading about recently which came to the conclusion that, you know, uh, I'm not going to get into the, the, the details of it because we'll focus on what we're talking about. Basically, that this food is not bad for you. But then the way that science, the test was done is they picked people that were already had bad health. So, mm. so they came, they came, but it turns out that that institute that sells that product is backing the research. And basically, you can go buy your evidence. And, and corporations now have strategies around that where they go to fund various studies to give them the conclusion that they want so they can go on the air and say, this is not bad mm -hmm. for you, this is good for you. It's, uh, we've politicized, uh, remember the famous... Uh, uh, food pyramid, uh, mm -hmm. where, you know, that's been political, uh, you know, what goes on there. You know? Okay, so this is nothing new. So it's it's been going on for a yeah. long time, and basically you manipulate the information and uh, you get your way. The government's been doing it. The 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 corporations have been doing it through. Uh, I mean, remember remember the scientists that used to tell us that smoking is not bad for you, and mm -hmm. uh, it's a genetic propensity that you, that people have, and you go in front of Congress and testify accordingly. Um, okay. Studies were being funded by by the, the tobacco companies, and and 
you know, and years and years later. And the same thing is happening with global warming. And we, we have, we have, they've been on record for a long time with these models saying this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Actually, the opposite is happening. You know, we're, plants are greener, the earth is getting greener. The, uh, um, uh, apparently, when, you know, water vapor blocks the sun too. So, as you warm yep. it, so there's a lot of data that, that should be contemplated. I yep. don't, you know, I, I don't have an agenda, but why do we, why is it now we shut down debate all the time? Yeah. Uh, because we don't believe the narrative. I thought that scientists was science was about questioning the narrative, putting out a hypothesis, having people question it, constantly testing it. Because you know, fifty, hundred years later, sometimes we find out that the hypothesis was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, so this this is this is nothing new under the sun. There's a precedent for this. There's been sort of a proven business model, so to speak, on this, where cigarettes, the food pyramid, other examples were. You can, you're going to, the, the political parties are going to use science and studies to their advantage to get their way, or it might be because of money, or it might be because they're trying to make different decisions, but there's been this precedent for that, and now, I just think of that, what's that quote, something like, you know, let no good crisis go unwasted, or whatever, mm-hmm. that's totally butchering it, but, um, so now we have this big crisis, which is a great opportunity to tie in where you want to go politically with what's happening. Yeah, that makes sense. I hadn't thought well, of the precedent Ch- being there before. Point, but yeah, what Chad I see is it. saying is like, you know, he, their political agenda was anti-Trump, uh, right? So here comes a piece of information that they can criticize them on. So let's buy that. So you basically yep. shopping. It's uh, it's basically uh, uh, you p- picking information sure. that, uh, that agrees mm-hmm. with and, your... And when you've got an engine like the mainstream media that, you know, sort of caters to your side, don't... We're talking about science. Let's circling back to the this the to the pandemic and the COVID outbreak and the origins of it. So, it's not like all the scientists were in agreement saying that this thing jumped from bats. It was actually, when you go back and look at it, a very small handful group that was pushing that narrative, hmm. led by this Peter guy. But that's weird. And then you, and then you had this whole other batch of scientists like Jamie Metzl. He just did a great podcast. Yeah. Right? You have these other batches of reputable, experienced scientists that are saying, no, um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the reasonable place to start would be at the lab. We need to get in there. But the only narrative we heard for the longest time was amplified by media because that is the narrative that wanted to be pushed out because it went against Trump politically. So. You have, it's on a wider scale. Yes, you've got these examples of, of certain groups paying a particular group and funding a particular group to go and do research to help support whatever it is their narrative wants to be. But it's also, we're looking at it as when you interject the media into this cycle as well, where they're taking and they're picking and choosing what they want to produce. Instead, mm-hmm. we're only getting a, a window of the, you know, a small, small porthole window of the information when it's like, there's a wide array. We should be exposed to a wide array, especially yes. in with with the access that we have now. For them to just focus and hone in on such a small um, um, fact, you know, a, a small area of this whole thing is just really strange to me of how this played out. But we're yep. seeing it constantly now. Yeah, we we don't have all the evidence, okay? But but what we, we we've been picking up out of stories and and uh, in the in the paper and different stuff, right? So what we do know is that even three, four years before the coronavirus outbreak, uh, three scientists from our embassy in Beijing visited Wuhan and they warned repeatedly and paid 
a number of visits saying that, hey, there's, there's an issue here of safety. That's number one. Number two is that we had, we had a group of doctors in, uh, in China, U- U.S. doctors, that saw a presentation, apparently, that was saying how they found uh, the, they were actually f- able to find this coronavirus in, in a bat cave, and they were going to conduct research on it. And one branch of our government apparently was warned, and they were saying, this is really a bad idea. So, so there's that. And then on the other hand, we have evidence comes out that uh, as early as 2014, the NIH was funding what they call gain-of-function research, which, which essentially is, is, is when you take something that's only tra- transmitted, viruses that are transmitted within animals, and you, you, they want to know how does it alter itself or how do you alter it to make it jump into humans. Mm-hmm. And apparently... We were doing this, and the Obama administration brought it to an end. And then as soon as Obama came out of office, the NIH refunded the study. And we have that link mm-hmm. uh, to the NIH website that shows that they re, re, uh, recommenced those studies. Yep. So there's more than enough there to, to question the, just the narrative, yet uh, uh, people are quacks if they, if they say yeah, so. Yeah, which, which speaks to the political motivation. So let me throw this out there. What, with all this known, this was all known before this pandemic started. We had all this information. We knew what they were working on there. We all understood. We even funded it to some degree, like he's saying. Mm-hmm. So to look at this thing at a really simplistic level, we know they're studying in this research lab this particular virus. They're studying strands of this virus, this, the, the SARS COVID uh, virus strand. We know they're doing research there. Where they're they're um, analyzing. Do they're they're there with it. Yeah. Okay. Where is the information on from what, what, have, what have they learned about it? We haven't heard anything. Dude, that is my line. big question within, also. Within hours yes. of this thing getting released out, who steps in and takes over the lab? The Chinese military's there. That's right. The it's military. Totally taking over. Everybody else is banned. You ever seen the show, The First 48? The, 48 hours? No. The First no. 48 Hours? Well, it's, it's this show. It's on like true crime or whatever. Where The theory of the show is if there's a murder, the detectives go in and they've got 48 hours to solve it. If they don't solve yeah. it in the first 48 hours, their chances of solving it drastically reduce. It's by like 90% because evidence goes cold. Mm-hmm. You know, it erodes away. Memories go bad, this sort of thing. We're, not, we're just now getting there over a year later to go in and investigate this thing because it was fully shut down. But yep. Chad, what about our own government, though? I mean, some of this information we're talking about should, should, be, should be attainable from our own government. We have people on record have requested under the Freedom of Information Act information from the government regarding the funding, the extent of the research, what was the part, and we still don't have response from our own government. So, be, so, so it's, it's not just China. That's a, why, why is that? Why? Uh, tax dollars are going to do this. Why isn't it totally opaque? Mm-hmm. Why, why, why can't we tell what we were doing uh, on our end? We're, uh, it's not just them. Yeah. Are you going to the place where if this did get leaked out of lab, but there's a high probability that was the case, China really screwed this up in a big, big way? Is that where you were going with your point there? I don't know how anybody, and I haven't seen anything, any reasonable argument to refute that. I really feel like it's common sense that this is what happened. I mean, what's the probability behind 
you know, if this thing what did originate through the zoonic, you know, bat jump leap or whatever, what's the probability behind this thing happening within a mile of a level four? They're extremely low. It's, and also also considering that Wuhan is not the most likely city for a virus to jump from a bat to human. Sure. It's way down on the and, list. And like there's heard, others yeah, highly more likely. Yeah, exactly. And I've also heard, too, that during that time of the outbreak, it was during winter where that market didn't carry that particular bat. They weren't carrying <laughs> these things. I mean, there's so <laughs> many holes in this story. Yeah. And, and the fact that, too, which China, you know, is suspect in their honesty, obviously. I yeah. Mean, you know, for them to be, they immediately install their military, close everybody off. We haven't heard a peep from any scientists that came out of that lab. They've been, That's who right. knows where they are. Yeah. You know, it's just totally silent. It's like, don't look over here, look over there at this market. You can have yes. as much access as you want over there. Even this, even this last trip, the investigation, we're finally getting, you know, representatives out there to investigate it. When you listen, when you read about what they actually experienced, you know, they were, quarantined for 14 days and then when they actually got to start their investigation it was totally coordinated and led they were hand walked on where they could look that's right it was to so much chinese government oversight on this thing so it's like what did we really learn it's if you were if you were honest and upfront about it i think on the world stage we would want to know and share everything yep. to make sure that we are avoiding this moving forward yes we're getting none of that and that's a good point that fadi brings up is is a lot of my animosity has been towards, you know, China on this issue because they're the easy culprit because of where it started. And, and you know, you've all, you, and you hear about how some people even, there, there's analysts out there that are claiming that had China responded and been upfront and honest about this, they could have saved 95% of the COVID deaths. I heard that too. So it's well, of easy course to get, you could have. Of well, course you could protocol. have because if, if a, pan, a pandemic is going to leak out of a lab and you immediately shut everything down and go, Bat crap crazy on closing this down, not letting this get out. I mean, it's the it's like the the compounding result of a virus like this. It's going to spread exponentially if this thing you need to you need to clip it at the bud, so to speak. That's so actually of course in, it's in, on them. That's actually in the protocol that the that they're supposed to follow. Uh, uh, I think the, the the who puts out the protocol, I believe. I'm not sure, but basically, is containment mm -hmm. is the is the first response, and you contain it in a geographical area, and then you go in just like what was done in, in many viruses before that. Yeah. So, so we were not afforded that opportunity, and uh, and yeah, people people have a right to question all of this because when you get into a global. Uh, uh, a global market where people are freely moving around the world, we rely on each other to to for safety because yep. these safety protocols are there for a reason. And when some people are going to be bad actors and not going to abide by them, then you have to start protecting yourself from them. And yep. apparently, other countries uh, knew this. Uh, you know, Taiwan immediately knew that they would not be getting the truth from China, and so they had their own. You know, but you know, the, the Chinese. Uh, stopped uh, transportation flights and so on from domestically. Domestic. They shut but, down domestic, but, not, but international. Yeah. We're good right. to go. No. Well, we got to let them get back home. It's like time out, dude. You no. know this thing's back. Yeah. yeah. They shut down they domestic shut down travel, domestic travel, yeah. but, but not international, international travel. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. interesting because that um, then you start to question some motives because that's the one thing I think that that's 
that's a different kind of conversation. We can get into it, but there's the one conversation, which where did this come from? What's going on? How did it start? What's the actual science? And then there's the question of, was it done on purpose or not? And what would be the advantages for or against, you know, that's, that's a more subjective conversation. Let's zoom out a little bit. Let's talk about what do we know to be true about China? Let's just start there because there's probably some people who will listen to this even now in 2021, March or April, whenever they're listening to it or a year from now, but if they're listening to it now, there's still, I guarantee you, there's still some people listening to this being like, yeah, these guys are kind of into this kind of dark underbelly kind of conspiracy stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, that yeah. still exists. Let's be honest. I mean, this come, it's, it's less. I think more people are open to this, but it still exists. But what do we know to be true about China? Okay, there's no question this came from China, so we know that. All right, so here's a country. Here's a communist country. What do we know to be true about them? You might, you probably know the most on this, Fadi, but we know they're into intellectual property theft. This is not conjecture. They're, they're doing it. They're, they're expanding their military. We know that. They are, have some pretty massive human rights abuses and violations. We know that. They're encroaching politically and economically into the South China Sea, the Arctic, Central Asia, and developing countries across the globe. This was from an article I read yesterday. These are facts. Now, there's a lot more facts to be had. Let's just think for a second or talk about what do we know to be true about China? Anything you would add to that? So look, I, I hate, I'd hate to be put in a position here where I have to defend China, but I think you know some of the some of the points you mentioned are true. But at the same time, there's two sides to every story. If, if you look at the geographical map of the world and uh, look at uh, where where we locate U.S. bases and where we have fleets, we basically surround China. So they, I would be nervous if I was them too. Um, building up of the military. Um, we outspend them by a factor of three or four. They're light years away from catching up to us. So, uh, so I would <clears throat> take issue with light. China. Well, it's official light that China years, now has the largest a, navy. Light years. A, well, that's, yeah, that's but I mean, you know, uh, experience in war and and a lot of other things come into it. But anyway, yep. I, I don't debate that. But yeah, if we're taking odds on a fight, I still take us. Don't get me wrong. But there are. There's no denying that they are amplifying everything that Kent just mentioned. Their military, their navy just surpassed ours. They are spending much more now on these type of things. Oh, offenses. absolutely. They are. They're increasing their budget every year, and they can because they have a trade surplus with the world. But my point is that we spend them by, you know, three times more. Okay. So, so, you know, that, that makes people nervous, you know, mm -hmm. when, when, when you have, we are a powerful country with a powerful military. So, uh, and it does, you know, we, we have a lot of friends in the, in the, uh, in, in the region and the more aggressive China is, uh, the more uh, th those people kind of call up to us because that's their safety, well, safety valve. Let me ask so, you this. So, so let me just finish with one point. So, um, Societies progress gradually over time. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not at the same point in time as we are. Sure. And at some point, you could have criticized the United States for doing many of the things that the Chinese party. And yeah, it is. It is a one-party system, and they've basically made a deal with their people that we will bring up your standard of living if you go along with our rule. And um, they have to deliver on that. But you know. What, what, what you don't appreciate is just I think people have to appreciate is how many more jobs China needs just to get their people. They still have a, a huge portion of their society is still working on farms, unproductive farms. And the, they have to be taught, educated, urbanized, you know. And uh, I saw a picture recently of a, of a, 
a job fair. It's, a, it's actually a picture from 2019, pre-COVID, of a job fair, and it looked like a million people were there. You know, Golly. I mean, it's just people that you know. So they they that's what they're focused on, mm-hmm. and we see their we see their uh, actions and interpret it through our eyes how they. But you know, now that doesn't stop us from you know negotiating better deals or standing up to all these infringements that you're mentioning. But let's face it, we haven't done it in the past. You what know? stood up to them? No, we, we, we they were admitted to to the World Trade Organization 1990 and as an emerging market, so lesser rules applied. So actually, lesser rules do apply to them mm-hmm. uh, to this day. Yeah, to this day. Okay. So 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 this is this is this is not this is not something that's out of control or they're forcing us to do this. We yep. we planned this all along. The idea was that we bring them along, we trade with them, and they will soften up with time, and they will become more like us. Us, you know, and uh, maybe their speed and their direction is different than what we have in mind. But uh, uh, that doesn't that, that I'm not I'm not justifying what they're saying. But I'm, but you know the way you you change these things is you stand up to them and then yeah. you negotiate out. And what's happened is it's become kind of an emotional uh, argument. Uh, uh, and but uh, they're just doing what's best for their people, and we should be doing the same. You know, that, that's really all it Well, takes. they're doing what's best for a subset of their people in the long run. I mean, they're not doing what's best for all of their people in their country because they're doing a lot of bad things to some people in their country. Well, and they certainly, they certainly aren't doing what's best for the world. I mean, just with what you were talking about with the intellectual property theft that is just rampant in there, we see how they're hacking. This circles back to you talking about what they're spending on their military versus us. I, I truly believe like they have a different thought process and angle on military. Yes, they know they need to bulk up their Navy, but they're doing things more on the um, technology side of things. We look at yeah. all the hacks. They're getting super sophisticated, way more sophisticated. This latest Microsoft hack that they did, just gathering large amounts of data on us to see what they can get usable out of. That's not good for the world economy. I mean, right. that, that, that's not how you interact. I agree with you on that element that they're doing what's best for them, but they are doing what's best for them and them alone. There's no question but about should, that. Shouldn't we be questioning why our system is so vulnerable? Well, sure, I agree with and that. We're going to leave I, it to the hands of other. It's like saying, other "Okay, I got robbed last night in the middle of the night. I should get a better security system." Uh, well, it's that both and. Stop robbing right? That guy me. should I stop agree. robbing, and I wonder what I could do to up my security system. I think it's I, I both. Don't, and. I don't ask. I don't ask why the robber did it, and 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 uh, and you know, I know there's robbery out there that happens all the time. So I'm relying on on my neighbors. I'm relying on my security system. I'm relying on the police department, and then hopefully an investigation afterwards to make it right. But I don't assume that I'm never going to be robbed. Right, but but your your analogy breaks down a little bit because in your situation, let's what would you do if you knew who the robber was? I would I would do then you take would action. then you would take Absolutely. action, which is yeah. I know who the I, robber is. I wouldn't here, stand back right? and say, well, he's doing what's best for him. Yeah, I think no, what's dangerous here's what I think is most dangerous about China is they are smart enough and disciplined enough and have power enough and can dictate things enough to play a long game. We have an awful time playing a long game in this country because every four years or whatever it is, it's public opinion and there's just this turnover and churn. We still can. So far, we successfully have. How long can we? Who knows? But they're playing a long game here. And that's what I think. That's an underappreciated fact in America. America's sentiment 
we don't have a lot of appetite for long games and patience and stuff like that. I mean, they're they're trying to be the world superpower by 2049 is what I read recently. How you know who did that come from? I don't know. Do I believe it? Yeah, kind of. And I mean, they're doing stuff like they're doing stuff like now they've implemented this program to take their young men and make them more manly, like to to buff them up, like. To, to, to not be so yeah. metro or whatever. Like, yeah, did you see some of that? That's kind of like the, what? Like, the, the popular way. I, I don't know. Well, I don't then, know what look it at is. The, uh, you look at the, like the, the pop music group that's out there. You look at these guys and you have to do a double take. I mean, I'm not yeah. bashing that, but I, right. supposedly that's in response to that sort of wave that's taken over their culture. So, you know, what, what could be some of the motives with some of that stuff? Taking a long game, trying to beef up. And, and meanwhile, America's over here in turmoil like you can't really i mean we are just so dude we are so like we are so we're, not focused on china right we're now. battling ourselves we're, we're battling right now over which bathroom to use and they're just st- exactly back and that we're, it like it's hilarious to even think about that problem even surfacing in china how easily it i totally be stomped agree. out immediately yep and here, it is an ongoing debate that we've been in for two years. Here, the big, the two big, who, exactly. Who and, is, and, whose no. credit it was saying, you know, uh, it was asked, uh, why'd you rob the bank? And his answer was, because the money was there. Remember what you know, say? So you're asking why they rob our data, you know, yeah, because, because it's an easier way to develop things. That's why they do okay, it. Okay, that's true. So, so, but, so this is this is so so, but you're forgetting here what we do. I mean, we we invented this stuff. I mean, these tools they're using, most of them we invented. Yeah. Snowden, I mean, remember all the stuff Snowden released? I mean, we, we were spying on our allies at yes. meetings. But, you know? yes, but we did that, Fadi, because we were taking the moral <laughs> because, high ground. Right, right. We knew how to make good decisions and when to interfere and when not. Like, we knew better. There you go. So, now now we get to the point. Yeah, I, I agree. That I see what you're saying. I agree. Fadi. I just, here's what concerns me. Like, this is the one thing that concerns me, is in this country for some time now, we have been much, much, much more focused about things that are going on in this country, how we're treating each other, how to go about handling differences among us, whether that's skin color or gender or bathrooms or the differences between the rich and the poor. All of these are actually very important issues. We should be concerned about them. It just seems to me like we are all consumed with them, and we've forgotten about the fact that we are one country on this big earth, and there's other things out there, and it's possible that if we don't keep the long view in mind and keep kind of um, being aware of what else is out there and what might come come to get us at some point, it might the scales might tip and it might be too late. And then we're like, "Well, crap! We were so focused on what we had going on. Here you had China, you had Russia, you had these other countries actually playing some sort of a game and playing, you know, creating strategy to a, basically have us attack ourselves from within, from within. And then at some point, actually come and there's there's some no, kind of attack I, and well, yeah, it's too late. I agree with that. I think you're right. I think that's a possible but, outcome here. The, the world has been on a mission to create jobs and improve the lives of their citizens. And um, when you do that, you look to see where's the largest consumer in the world you want to sell to them. So they've been after our jobs and our consumption for a very long time. And we have not protected or negotiated very good deals. And, uh, you can see that in the data when you look at the sort of the, the median earning power of an American since 1970, you know, depending on what 
uh, what quartile you look at, um, most people on the lower end of the of the spectrum of uh, from a, like a gross income, whatever, are worse off than they were in in the in the nineteen seventies. And then you take that and you add up the fact that we're paying six thousand. It takes about six thousand dollars per person for health insurance. So you need a job that can afford that. Fifteen dollars an hour doesn't swing that, mm-hmm. you know. And then what about education? College education now is outrageous uh and so so yeah i think you're right we've taken our because we we had it made yeah and uh there comes a time where you do have to wake up and i think the yeah. country's waking up to that uh by looking out more for its best interest but it comes in waves and i think right now we'll see we'll see which direction it goes yeah and and look, I'm not advocating that we are just all completely anti-China and we go grab a bunch of guns and go wave the American flag and just, you know, that's not what I'm... But let's be aware of what's going on around us. And I, what concerns me is that it just seems like public opinion just sways this country. It's whatever the public, we just, we're just going after it. But I mean, see, China, we saw China, this China, the reason we're picking on China is because they were successful at it and they're large. But the rest of the world's been playing the same game for a long time. Mm-hmm. As far as building their economy based on selling us product and take you know uh, taking jobs away and so on, and so we just have to step up, play the game, and quite frankly, our political system uh, uh, falls prey to that because people make con- corporations can profit from this, global corporations exactly. can profit from this. So, yep. so basically, our our elected officials. Uh, you know, are vulnerable to this, yep. and they they are sometimes incentivized by 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 this. So so yeah, I think it's it's uh, everybody has to look out for their own. Yep. And, uh, and uh, uh, we can't blame them for looking out for their own people, no matter what the actions are, because we've taken bad actions too. I mean, it, you know, it's just that we haven't stood up to them either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a fair point. All right, what do we know about the origins of the virus? Let's go there. We do know that the lab was taken over by the military immediately thereafter right mm-hmm. we do know that there was some i don't know if there were scientists or journalists that were talking about this thing coming from the lab and a couple of them just are gone we haven't heard from them since <laughs> this is crazy they're just gone it, it's funny how they're that's gone. kind of a reoccurring theme it doesn't matter if it's a scientist it doesn't matter if it's a, it's a close a, society a, a, a popular yeah. actor it doesn't matter if it's as an investor in alibaba it doesn't matter if it's the richest man in china yeah um if you have uh if the the communist party feels like you have anything that could hurt their image Mm -hmm. they go silent you don't hear from them they're off the scene i'm not saying they're down a well somewhere but they just go radio silent yep that is a common thread that's played out for as long as i can remember that's a common thread and it happened with sars cov 2 there were some people that were saying some things and they're gone we haven't heard from them since why would we not want to hear from those? They so are, they they have are the sectors. best information yep. to find the source of this thing. The people right there in the city, even if it's even if you want to believe that it came from the the meat markets there, whatever the wet markets. Why would you not want to hear from those scientists there working on those virus strains there within a mile of the epicenter? Mm-hmm. And we haven't heard a, a peep out of any. I other. agree. We also know a lot of the scientists had gag orders. They didn't disappear, but they have major gag orders. Apparently, there's not been any shred of evidence that this came from the meat market. Like, we actually haven't found evidence. 
Yeah, it's all circumstantial, and it, yeah, it nothing nothing has solidified that narrative at no. all. But yet, it's still in a lot of these. This guy right here, it's still in a lot of these scientists. That yeah, that's that's where it. Uh, the the only like. reason to think that is because it happened in the past and with other viruses. That's yeah, which other viruses? Know. Well, let's know? see the like uh, uh, is it MERS. Is it MERS and other SARS okay. virus? This is a SARS and other SARS virus. I mean, that's that's my understanding. Is some of them do jump from from animal to sorry from animal to human. Yep, and that's what we call the gain of function. Mm. Um, uh, H1B1 is mm-hmm. one, I believe. Not, I'm not a scientist, so I had to be going down that road. But that, that's the assumption is that it's happened before, and uh, these meat markets are, are sort of, uh, 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 you know, easy to blame, mm-hmm. you know, because of well, that. Well, it can happen. There's no question. Yeah. It can happen. I think what was weird about this particular case with SARS-CoV-2 is that it had the ability to do two things, which usually would take one of the two would take some time if it truly came from an animal. One, it had the ability to infect someone at some time, at a, well, at a lethal level for some people. And two, it, it knew how to jump from that person to another person very quickly. And my understanding is when this does come from a bat or an animal, it takes some time to figure out how to do both. That's exactly. my understanding. But There's this was doing both right out of the gate. Evolution process for that virus to be able to come into human contact and infect them. To make that type of leap, it's not. Yes. What we saw in this particular case was immediate. Immediate. So that has alarm bells written all over it. Yep. Coupled with the fact that no, I've seen no one yet come out supporting the wet market um, um, narrative that doesn't have a reason to support it, you know, and, and, and an ulterior motive mm-hmm. to support that. Mm-hmm. China, these particular scientists, the handful, all of them with ties to supporting a good image of China. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with investigating. I think we should investigate everything. But it would have been great. My point is it would have been great to investigate, have open access, not to, you know, not in an effort to bring China down and, and, you know, sort of ostracize them and, you know, be the, you know, whip up on these guys. That wasn't it. I mean, I I think any reasonable person would say, let's immediately hop in there, investigate everything, investigate the wet marks, investigate obviously the research center, because this on a global scale, look at the impact it's had. I mean, you know, so many lives lost on it, businesses, economies crumbled. It's huge. It's like we, any reasonable person would want to find the solution to prevent this thing moving forward. But we've got none of that because everybody's worried about their image. That's on, right. On the face of it, there, there is really very little evidence to even think it was the wet market because you put the wet market here and you put the lab here and, you know, they were doing gain-of-function research. There were safety concerns. We possibly, they, they may have actually found the coronavirus in the vet bat and were conducting experiments on it. And then here we have, oh, it's just a wet we don't. We, there is right. nothing here. Yes. There's nothing. So without an investigation, just to make that conclusion is bizarre. That is true. Um, but that's what we all did. Yeah. And that wasn't the only narrative that China was pushing. There was even a narrative out there early on that it came from U.S. military troops and that we planted it in Wuhan. No way. I didn't. Yes, hear. that yeah. came out in uh, uh, one of their one of their newspapers, equivalent of like the New York Times. Okay. This Wuhan. was last summer, or when was this? This last was, year. Maybe maybe this they, was the first. Maybe this they just like met. We funded it. 
Oh, <laughs> ah, well, yeah. that may or may not be the case. Yeah. Well, well, that that's actually a known. We, we know we were funding some of this gain of function stuff. So we we, but, we, but, we don't know. Yeah, we, we. So apparently we were we we were doing some research on the topic. We don't know what what was being done exactly. Okay. We, were doing, we were interested in gain-of-function research. It was concerning enough that the Obama administration put a halt to it, mm -hmm. so obviously it's not benign, okay? So we know that, at least we think we know that. And then on the on the other side, we, we know that this group that's mentioned in this article was getting about $3.7 million to spend. Uh, but this, the, you know, the, the, this may have come at the back end of the of the coronavirus, I'm not sure. So the thing coming from the wet market was a hypothesis. The U.S. military planting it in the Wuhan area was a hypothesis. Another one I heard recently, which I hadn't heard before, was that it came from frozen food frozen somehow. Foods, yeah. What Do you That's know anything latest, more about greatest. that? Is that the latest one? I think it started fizzling out because they couldn't find any type, any shred of evidence that would support those claims. I mean, when it's you like, take... Well, it could have come from fo frozen foods. It's like... <laughs> But hey, can we get in the can we get in the lab, please? <laughs> that, that, been, that, Dude, seriously, okay. when you stop and think about this, this is getting crazy. That, that, there is that a clearly, lab, that, and we keep coming up with other reasons. Where how about this, and how about that, and how about this? Why can't we get into that lab and do something decent? I bet that theory came from somebody that sells fresh produce. <laughs> Oh, trying to go against like frozen foods. Yeah. Hey, it might be. Yeah. So apparently, the World Health Organization did go in the lab last summer. And they were there for four weeks. Two of those weeks was quarantine. And then they were heavily scrutinized. And my understanding is, at, uh, I think on the first one, but I know for sure on the second visit, because we went back recently. And this is crazy, but I know on the last visit, the Chinese, the Chinese Communist Party had, what do you call it? Basically veto power. Mm -hmm. Like they could come up with whatever they wanted to come up with. But the government had the final say on anything that was kind of come up with in this in this test. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, including the scientists that were allowed to go there. Exactly. Um, I think Trump had put four scientists forward that want to participate in it, and none of them got uh, approved for it. We ended up with, um, I think, two, and they were one of the ones that were banned because they had they when they tested everybody, they didn't have the virus, but they had the antibodies. And just for having the antibodies, they were banned from being able to go out there and, and wow. investigate it. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so I doubt very seriously that uh, that they're going to walk in to the Wuhan lab after the military's been there and after all of this and see a, a pizza dish on the on the table, pick it up, look at that, it, and say, "Oh, coronavirus." That, that circles <laughs> back to me bringing up the show Forty Eight Hours. It's like, yeah. okay, so you've had a year. Of the military stomping around in there, burning Good hard point. drives, Good just point. lighting things on fire, scrubbing it down, bleaching everything. It's like, no, we're just in here studying the flu. So, uh, okay, that is actually a great point because it's another thing that we do know about the Chinese government in that lab is, what they, is that they destroyed samples. We do know that is a fact. That is a fact. So we know that for sure. Okay, so I like what you're saying, which I don't know why this was kind of a new thought to me, which is at this point... The, that Chinese government may just open up yeah. that lab. It may as well become a museum. Everything's yeah. gone that's yeah. going to indict them at this point. It has been a year. Yeah. I mean, we they know how to wipe things out. We all know how to wipe things out. Fadi, you and I could own that lab, and we'd have that thing wiped out. You know what <laughs> sure. I mean? This is not rocket scientists. We can get rid of some stuff pretty quickly. Yeah. So, hmm, that is, too, that is. All right, let me ask you this, though. There is a strong reliance on the fact or the hypothesis that this did not have bad motives, right? 
there was a there's a lot riding on this because you know what we did when a few thousand Americans died from 9/11 right right or wrong well, probably you, you know we don't let this stuff go in this country Five, half a million people plus dead now i guess the reason we're not taking military action is cuz we have a strong assumption that a, maybe it was just a, who knows, it came from the wet market or who knows what. Okay, let's say it came from the lab, but it was an unintentional leak. Is that just something that we just well, I mean, are forced to go too. with? And I mean, there are people died too. I mean, How many other people died? We don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the stats. 4,500. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. 80, 81,000 cases in China, 4,500 dead, and that's it. Now, do yeah. I actually believe that? Yeah. Probably not, yeah. but... Do I think actually, do I think they did this on purpose? Dude, I have zero idea. Do I think they're willing to sacrifice 4,500 of their own people to accomplish a greater evil? Well, sure. We're all, a, we will all take that bet, right? If we're serious about it. I mean, what was their motive? You think they were going to like, think they're going to destroy all of us? Please? Well, I'm timid to say this because I do feel like that this does venture off in the conspiracy slightly. And I don't want to lose focus and, you know, be considered a quack because I, I really feel like that everybody should be focusing on the origins of this thing and the and the, the real facts behind it. But in the entire world last year in 2020, there was one economy that grew, China's. Exactly. But you know, uh, I think that if you look at their economy, uh, they 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 want us to continue to be around and borrow more money and buy more stuff from them. So I I think I would I would have a hard time believing that yeah. a fewer of us would be beneficial to them. I so. I don't yeah I I, I truly. You know, again, this is just my pure subjective opinion. I think that this was an accident, and I think they're just horrible at the cover-up, and it just looks really bad on them, and my animosity towards them is really how they've handled it. I felt like if they would have been transparent up front and honest about this thing and brought in the world as a whole and tried to stomp this thing out, we could have saved tremendous amount of lives. We could have had, you know, such a reduced economic impact. I mean, mm -hmm. we're focusing on the deaths that are just specific to COVID, but who knows how many deaths that could have been attributed to that because of the total collapse of society with the economic shutdown. Exactly. So the thing is that the web is nastier. Yes, the web is credit, nastier. Credit for. Look, I totally agree with that, okay? The, the fact is they should have followed the protocol, which is to contain it right where it's at, okay? But, but it's, not, it's not outside of the normal b behavior for human beings to do these kinds of things. Remember the, the nuclear uh, leak in uh, Japan that happened not too long ago? Fukushima, I believe it mm -hmm. was. Uh, I mean, the, 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 by the book, they were supposed to release radiation at a certain point to keep the plant from overheating. This is for their own safety, their own people. It's not like they're going to injure Americans. They're going to injure their own people. But yet uh, the, the, the psychology of actually releasing radioactive matter and, and so on, uh, kind of uh, uh, the, the book, by the book, they were supposed to do it, but mm. they didn't do it. So, so it's not just, you know, this isn't, I don't, this isn't like unique to, to human behavior, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, yeah, they do have a closed system where they like to control. They have to make the party look good all the time. That's how it stays in power. Yeah, but isn't sense. what our parties do, too? Yeah, I mean, you're right. That, no, that's, that's, a, that's a fair system. point. I mean, that, that is a fair point. And I think I'm with you, Chad, that if I was betting, I think I'm betting that this was probably a mistake because I'm not sure that it's clear. to. And plus, let's keep in mind, America was the hardest hit, but every country around the world was hit. So if this is actually a strategy from China, that takes some balls because you are attacking every country around the globe. 
Now, do I think they have those balls if there's really a good end game in mind? Possibly. Well, but, that circles back. Okay, if this one was a mistake, we still need to – you still have to remember – what are they doing with this virus strand there? Why are they, re, you know, is it good research, bad research? There's a lot of conspiracy that, that has been, or narratives been pumped out of that as to what they were doing with it. Mm-hmm. In particular, were they working on this thing to try and be preventative for global use? Or was it looked at as a, and I've heard this, I don't, I'm not saying I support it, but as a future opportunity for mm-hmm. a type of, of uh, weaponized use. So, so how, how would this meeting go? Uh, let's imagine, use our imagination for it. So we have, so let's say the, the CCP knows that they have this devastating virus that could kill people in the world. And they sit around in a meeting like we are right now and say, okay, we're going to release this thing. But just to make it really cunning, we're going to release it on our people first. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't know the outcome. I mean, they can't. How, how would you do that? <laughs> oh, fine. I totally disagree with that. They knew the outcome. Dude, that it if they was- knew that they had to endure 81,000 cases and 4,500 deaths, and but they knew how to lock it down. But part of that was because it originated here, no one would ever pin it on the fact that this is a offensive outreach. You know, it, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> you and I would come up with that. They, Let's be they, honest. Yeah, they take I that. would not come up with that. <laughs> they, they take that deal. They take that deal. Okay, here's a question. Here's a question. You, I think you mentioned this a little bit or you alluded to it. Here, here is one thing I do not understand. This thing was being studied. We know that for a fact, right? Let's. So, so we do know that. And who cares whether it came from the lab or whatever? But particularly if this thing came from the lab then where was the benefit of all that research? Exactly. Everyone was like, I don't know what's going on with this. It took us a year to kind of get some handle around this. We still don't have much of a handle on it. I mean, cases are going up and down. By the way, they went down in January before vaccines ever started to kind of roll out, which is another thing I didn't quite understand. But here we got some vaccines. Apparently the cases are are dropping. Um, Yesterday spiked up a little bit again. But by and large, like... I have not heard, I don't think once, of any information or read in a paper or heard on any podcast or anything where because of this study that we've been doing since 2014 or before, here's what we learned about it and here's what we implemented when this thing broke. It was well, it not, was as if we didn't know anything about this. It's not just that study. I mean, we're spending you know, hundreds of, just the U.S. alone spent $700 million a year on the WHO. That's, then then what about the CDC's budget, the NIH's budget, everybody else? And then when this thing rolls out, they come up with all these guidelines, and then you look at what research they have, for example, around masks. It doesn't come close to replicating how humans use masks or how we... So so you mean to tell me we, we spend all this money, but we never bothered to figure out, okay, let's see how these things transmit based on... Let's just categorize them based on size and... And, and, and how airborne they are, you know, whatever. There's no research. We, we put hamsters in a cage and put a, put a screen between them. That's not, that doesn't, that doesn't equal breathing, the, the square ah. footage of the room. The, mm-hmm. so, and then you can look at that across all of their, you, we come up with all these guidelines. I mean, Nashville admitted at some point that, that uh, the, the very few of the transmission, transmitted cases were happening at restaurants and bar. But at first, that's where we, they went out you know, and close, shut those down. Mm-hmm. It turns out that it's people's homes that, that are more responsible and construction sites. Who would have thought? But, mm-hmm. you know, so, so we had so little for all this money that we're spending, you would think we would have better protocols. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, what, that's, 
that's what I just don't. I don't. I can't come up with a very good plausible sure. explanation yeah, for that. Yeah, right out of the gate. I mean, it's proven that we were really ignorant um, in how to treat this thing. I mean, you see that by the inflow of the ventilators, and turns out that your chances of survival getting put on that ventilator drop dramatically. Um, I personally know somebody who was put on a ventilator, and going back and looking back, and the discussions that we have were. Yeah, had he not been put on that, I think he probably could have pulled through it. But that wow. was just sort of our immediate response of putting these people on, yep. and it has this tremendous impact on the body. So yeah. to your point, it's like if we're studying this thing for so long and the impact that it has, for us to coming out of the gate, it seems like we were really behind the curve on understanding and on what we should do. Mm-hmm. We got there. We started to fi- I mean, you know, within, you know, six, seven months, we started figuring out that these are kind of, okay, this is what we could do. Here's, here's how we brought it. But then that even became political. You That's know, right. The hydrochloroquine comment from Trump. Yep. Like, it's proven that it does have some benefits. Yep. Um, there's people that have supported it because Trump said it. Let's push that. That's not good. Yes. Anything coming out of his mouth, let's put it in this pot over here as as not reasonable, factual advice. I yep. think it's, uh, and that's kind of the way our our political system works too. I mean, whatever position one party has, the other party takes the opposite position, no matter what. It's just like we're gonna, you know, the minute the minute Trump shut down travel to China, he was criticized uh, for that. Uh, good point. Uh, 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 and it's not just Trump. It's uh, it's uh, you know. What it's on, uh, you cannot be a good good person if you believe in legal immigration. Mm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's that's repeated all the time, right? Mm. Yeah, so, you you want to make these jumps on taxes. You want to make these jumps on you know individual rights, things like that, to, to politicize it. Okay, uh, no problem. But when we're talking about a, a global situation where lives are at stake, it shouldn't be politicized. It that's sh- right. It shouldn't. You know, you made the comment earlier about, you know, never let a, a, a crisis go to waste, never let a good crisis go to waste. I, I, at this level, transparency and honesty, I don't care what your political party is, should be at the, the forefront because your life's at mm-hmm. stake as well, your family's life's at stake as well. But it seems like the way that we've evolved in this and how we've gotten so, so politicized in every aspect of it that we're now treating these crises in the same factor in in the same fashion. It's just really concerning is, is really an understatement. I agree because if we're willing to do it at this level, what aren't we willing to do it at? And then depending on what camp you are, you just start to distrust anything out of this camp, but it could have been vital information that could have helped solve the problem. I really wish that we could get to a level of, uh, I don't think we'll ever be able to avoid this political environment that we're in to where we've got these these multiple camps. Mm-hmm. But I would love for us to get to a point where we can take these sort of uniting moments. You know, like 9-11 is a great mm-hmm. example. There was no political lines mm-hmm. after that event. You know, taking these, I hope that we're able to come together in events like this and share and be upfront and honest and not have ulterior motives for what we want to follow and investigate and research. But I don't know. I, I don't know if we can go back. See, I that's, think this that's, is the new normal. You know, I see, and that's very concerning because if this is the new normal when there's attack from the outside, whether it's by accident or on purpose, and we can't rally together against that attack, that's a problem. Huge problem. That's a huge problem. Divide and conquer. There's so many things that we've talked about yep. here. And a lot of the, you can circle yeah. back to like five different issues. It's like, 
that's kind of a divide and conquer scenario. Yep. Many, many U.S. historians point to um, Vietnam War and Watergate as um, uh, uh, changing moments for the American psyche and how they thought about their government because prior to that they were more naive, more accepting mm. their government. So that happened, you know, uh, at, at that point. Is it possible that now that we, we moved that trust out of you know, government, sort of become, you know, but then we moved it into, we trust our media, we trust our, our journalism, we trust our open society to flush these things out, and now we've reached a point where we're now waking up to the fact that all these things can be manipulated too? Maybe okay. this is just another Absolutely. wake up okay. call. All right, know, Vietnam, Watergate. Now we're waking up to this. Is a sort of a, a realization, and 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 accordingly, the same way with trade. I think we're waking up to the fact that hey, this is being gamed on us. Okay, I like that. That sounds more a little bit more optimistic because if we're waking up to some of those things, which the internet did expedite that. I mean, without yeah. the internet, how would we have ever known to mistrust mass media? If you look, so, if you look, even even like some of the shows coming up on you know uh, about social media and how people are being mm -hmm. manipulated by it, we've gone, we've become much more aware of, mm -hmm. of the fact that we are manipulated. Yeah, but I'm with you. But I, I think that the the amount of people that have quote unquote taken the red pill and woken up and have sensed it. I feel like they're in the minority on this. I still feel like the vast majority of people don't understand that these outlets are, I mean, look at what's just happened in the last year with big tech and how they're silencing particular mm -hmm. groups and things like that, just because they don't agree with it. They feel like it refutes a narrative that's playing out there. So now you've got these policemen. I would say the minority are like, Hey, Twitter snuffed that out. Why are they silencing this guy? We need to hear his opinions, whatever. Yeah. But the other majority of people are just going on about their day, and they don't understand, and they pop up their Twitter and reading it, and they've just got this, this echo chamber of their own points, and they're not seeing any outside views on it. Yeah, but that, that's how movements change. I mean, at, at one point, the earth was flat to a lot of people, and even though one guy came along and convinced a few people that it wasn't, it took a very long time for people, including the Catholic Church, to believe that the girl, the world wasn't wasn't hmm. flat. So, but our outlets for communication are what we're talking about. I agree with you 100. percent When we're talking about a subject like the Earth, that's provable and we can produce the information. On. But I'm talking but about what the I'm attitudes. saying is, is what we're what the what the issue on the table is the form of communication in itself. Yeah. We're saying a minority of us are saying. Hey, this is manipulated. This content, yeah. your education, the things that you're learning from this particular communication system, whether it be new CNN, but it's MSNBC, showing up. It's showing up in surveys. It's showing up in surveys. Like you know, it used to be that journalism had a very high reputation, and 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 you asked people, you trust, uh, you know, ABC, CNN, whatever, you'd get like a 60, 70 something percent uh, trust factor, and now that's plummeted. You know, just like it looks right. very similar to uh, uh, do, you, do you trust the, your, the, the congressman from the other state, mm -hmm. you know? Sure. So, so or are they going to Alabama and asking somebody, hey, do you trust CNBC? Mm. No, 0%. Mm -hmm. Well, what about Fox News? 100%. Same right. thing in California. It's like, yep. I mean, we've, we've heard it too. It's like, all I read is the Washington Post. Everything yeah. else is garbage. It's like... <laughs> I don't know. If you look for outside sources to refute yeah. a lot of stuff that they're pushing. So it's almost I, I, like I, you've got to take in. Yeah. It's, it's almost like we're asking the, 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 the normalized American now that has 
you know, if they got kids and all this, they've got this small window to educate themselves. It's like, mm -hmm. well, to properly educate yourself, we're going to need you to go through multiple sources. You need to watch CNN. You need to watch Fox News. You need to read the Wall Street Journal. You need to read the Washington Post. And then you need to go through all that data and shit and then sort out your own opinion from that's that. That's right. It's yeah, just that's an crazy. unreasonable that, thing. That is ask. unreasonable. It really spin, is. Spin yep. is a form of brainwashing. I mean, it's a yeah. control of information, right? Well, who are we talking about right now? Are we talking about the United States or China? <laughs> uh, well, we're talking about the United States with how we have a distrust of media. I see what you did there. You got me. Um, all right, let me ask you guys this. Um, well, it's, I guess it's, it's, an, it's an observation and a question. But the good thing is we have eradicated the flu. I don't know if you guys knew this. Yeah. <laughs> Did I you heard, know that? I heard, yeah. Okay. So COVID-19, that was one of the positive so apparently things. Apparently the, the COVID virus also infects the flu and kills it. Nope. So. Yeah, it's one virus. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a that's a third opinion. That's my that's a theory for the day. <laughs> because I was told that the flu's gone because we're all wearing masks. I've been well, told I was that. told it's because we're staying home more and we're wearing masks. Yeah, the yeah. flu's down. So just because so you, we transmit coronavirus at home, but we don't transmit the flu. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I hadn't thought of that. But just but no, seriously, this the flu season. Okay, is September to May. So first of all little weird that this flu has a season, you know, uh, but it does. It's September to May. 2017 to 18, we had 45 million cases, 61,000 deaths. 18 to 19, we had 16.5 million cases, 34,000 deaths. 19 to 20, we had 38 million cases, 22,000 deaths. September of 2020 through so far in 2021, 1,500 cases, 450 deaths. Is this because we can't tell the difference between COVID-19 and the flu? This is... Or is it because... What's the alternative? That it's a cure? So we. What do you mean that it's a cure? So the flu's a cure? <laughs> so we've thrown out two narratives out there. Fadi's narrative. That's new to me. What's the that, narrative? That COVID kills the flu. Oh, I hadn't that's heard that one either. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it must be affecting the flu. There's narrative number two that we've talked about where it's a staying at home, the mass, whatever, yeah, has, yeah. has prevented it. And then there's the camp that I sort of fall into where it's obviously just not being reported that I've personally know of multiple, multiple, not once or twice, but multiple occasions included in my immediate family where I've gone in, felt bad, and it's not the traditional flu test. It is a COVID test, comes back negative. Well, you, you've got the symptoms. Yeah, We're yeah, chalking this up yeah. to COVID. No way. 100% in my immediate It came back negative? Habit. And then they said, no, we have the symptoms, test, and then you came back as a COVID? it up as a false negative because of the symptoms. No kidding. Well, the yes. tests are not perfect. Okay. Tests no. Are perfect. Well, no, I, I've heard of people that never got tested and showed positive. Yeah, but it, it's it being played as sort of a right, flu, right, get out of jail right. free card. Listen, it's like, well, the tests right. are bad. You've got COVID. Yeah. It's not the flu. And also, a lot of people simply don't take the test. So right now, the, the, so, so I'm not a doctor, but I have friends that have gotten COVID, and Basically, the doctor's protocol on this is very similar to treating the flu. Uh, they're, they're just going a little more aggressive than normal just because it might be COVID and don't want to get it worse. So the first thing they're doing, they're not saying run out and get a test. They're not telling people that. If you call your doctor and say, look, I have symptoms, I feel really bad, you know, they're going to basically, uh, the first thing they're going to do is steroid. They're giving people steroids because it's anti-inflammatory. It works Yep. Very well. And then sometimes something else to control whatever symptoms you're having, but steroid and maybe an antiviral, 
you know, if it's early on. Antivirals only work very early on. So, so you, you, there's not a special, you, you know, as a, as a, from what I understand from the medical doctors, this, that's the protocol. You mm -hmm. know, they just, because coronavirus is out there, they take it more seriously, even sure. if it might be a flu, and that's it. Now, if you get to a certain point where you're, you're not better, then they, they say go to the hospital or yeah. whatever. So, so it's possible that a lot of COVID is being chalked up as, a lot of flu is being chalked up as COVID because people are being I treated at home so. and not going for I would think that's I'm, a very I'm likely scenario. I'm not totally scenario, right? against that same narrative. It's the, you know, rather be safe than sorry mm -hmm. type approach yeah. to some extent yeah. because I think it's pretty obvious that COVID is more intense than the flu. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is. It's more deadly for sure. So if you're in an instance where we've got some unreliable tests, and like, if I'm a doctor, I'm probably going to do the same thing and treat it as the worst, you know, where it's... Yes. Because it's not a case where we're giving out a, 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 something that's a risky antidote at this point. You know, what? when my dad got it, who's, you know, in his late 60s, had a lot of pre-existing conditions, everybody panicked about it. But what his regimen from his doctor was, was very similar to a flu. It's yeah. like, mm. go home, stack up on your vitamins... Good luck. Call us if it gets too bad. I was really? like, what? They didn't admit him? They're like, no, that's what they told him to do. It's huh. very similar to what you do in a flu scenario. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but the other thing is maybe that why flu is down this season is because vaccinations are way up. Flu vaccinations are way up also. So um, maybe that's it. But that's not it because... We've been vaccinated yeah, for the flu. Well, for those years numbers you threw out, so. yeah, it's yeah. Those we were vaccinating. Like, that's a dramatic change. Some, it is. Yeah, there's people, no way. That's, and I have no proof of this. Millions to so, fifteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, I have no proof of this, but some people claim that there's more money to be had by hospitals for treating COVIDs, and that's another theory is that exactly. go and chalk it up as a COVID yep. death, even if it's not even a flu or whatever, because then you get some additional qualifying dollars or whatever. I, I, I've heard I've, people tell me that's true. I've heard that it's like in, inconsequential. But I don't yep. know, I Do you guys know anything about the vaccine? Do you have any concerns there? What do you think? So, um, yeah. So my dad got the Moderna vaccine. Uh, he got it even though he had COVID back in uh, late summer. Got the vaccine, and he was just one of those anomaly cases where he got really sick after the first shot, Came back to the doctor and said, well, don't worry. If you got sick on your first shot, you're going to be fine at the second. Got really sick on the second. Now, it wasn't a, you know, with COVID, he was down for six days, not getting out of his room. With these shots, he was down for one or two. I have reason to believe that I had it back in February as well. Our symptoms, the symptoms that my dad had versus what I had in February, super similar. I mean, almost dead nuts, the duration, the weird ice bones, you know, things that mm. you don't, you, we've never experienced. Um, so for me, that's what's sort of swaying my decision is like, I feel good. I don't know if I want to go and risk it and get sick for a couple of days, but mm -hmm. I'm not against the vaccination. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm a huge vaccination supporter, um, but I'm just sort of, you know, I'm, I'm waiting around on it is my yeah. stance. So, so um, uh, there's a couple of ways to look at it, but for it's it's a great testament to our scientific advances that we can even do this in this shorter period of time. Especially, it wasn't the, it wasn't like we just did everything faster. This is a new way of replicating so the virus. Yeah. Right, so, and it's a testament 
to how technology plays such an important role in solving human problems. And uh, uh, I think that uh, sometimes uh, we try to solve our problems by going backwards, mm -hmm. uh, like not consuming or whatever, that, like that's gonna solve the problem. I don't know how many problems have been really solved that way. Mm -hmm. so, so I think that's a testament to that. Now, there are risks always with new things, so it's a matter of what, what the protocols are. I like the fact that we have a choice. The Johnson & Johnson is more traditional of a vaccine, so you have another vaccine that you can go to. But let's face it, whatever small amount of risk can come with the uh, with the with the vaccine one the vaccine is not contagious so even if it has a harmful effect on the person that got it it's a, just only that person will be affected and mm -hmm. we know that the, the incidence is less than one percent and the symptoms tend to go away mm -hmm. so i'm sure they'll you know some people but well you could die from the vaccine well yeah but you could also die from from covid yeah. and it's transmitted to other people and yep. so it multiplies sure. you know i'm so. with you on that keep in mind too i'm coming from the camp of have had it have beat it yeah but then it's the question of the vaccination had i not had this thing I, my my tone's changed it's like okay i'm going to get it because it's I, I firmly believe that the risk associated with the vaccination is much lower than actually contracted COVID at all. I, mean, I, wouldn't, I, would I wouldn't mind having it right now, but I, I'm not going to get in line in, in front of somebody that, that qualifies legitimately and has yeah. risk factors. So I'm waiting for my turn to come up, and right. hopefully I have a choice. I like the idea of having a choice and choosing which one to go I to. agree with that. I am not anti-vaxxer either. I'm probably more cautious than more most people. Um, I think the questions that I have with this vaccine is one, it's, there's three things. One is it, it's extremely, it was developed extremely quickly. Um, I mean, this thing, you, it, it, it came out in a year with new technology, there's with never new been technology. That's number two. So, so came out in a year. Usually these vaccines take 10 years. So this came out in one tenth of the time normally. Number two is new technology. So using the mRNA thing, you know about this? Mm -hmm. It's With vaccines, apparently you would usually take like a piece of the vaccine or a piece of the virus or whatever, and that's your vaccine. But this is something new altogether. It's interesting how so it's we chose the, the problem this. is replicated. We know how to create a, vac a, 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 a flu vaccine. The problem is replicating the, the, the virus in mass. And so exactly. PCR, yes. I believe is what it's called. It's a, you know, and the guy that invented actually did not really was not really up, was not for using it for this purpose. So, but I'm not a scientist, so I don't want okay. to go down that road. Yep. But he was not for using it for this purpose because his argument was that you don't know what else you're replicating when you do that. You well, really yeah, look, but you're, you're also introducing you you're also introducing a, a delivery system into your anti into your autoimmune system into your body. So, one, it's new technology. We've never used mRNA technology in a human vaccine prior to this and it could be that that technology was just so ready at just the right time but it is interesting why we're using something as that's developed so quickly in such a broad deployment for, with a new technology it's a little concerning i suspect it's probably fine it, it's probably it's probably well, we like did, it's probably also, like a, a testament to our technology. Your, well, that's probably what's going on exactly. here. But let's not We've buy. Advanced. We've let's, we have it's, advanced, but let's not let's not pass over the fact that it's new technology. It developed in one tenth of the time, and it's rapid, rapid deployment. Okay, it's extremely rapid deployment, and maybe this is very good. Everything's totally fine. This is what should happen and is happening, and it's probably the case. But let's not pass over those those so, three. So things. you're right on all these points, but the the the, the reason obviously it was adopted fast because the consequence was that that you know. But we do we did do a large trials, uh, 
30,000 people, whatever. And in, uh, the, the reason they came up with the six months is because in the past, uh, when they have had an issue with a, with a vaccine, uh, it usually came up with it. Usually you saw the symptoms within the first six months. So that's why they set that date to follow those people. And now, since we've been rolling out the vaccine, yeah, we but that's with a different data. technology entirely. Of course, right, you're going right. to see the the uh, the well, results of six have, months if you're injecting with a piece of the vaccine. But this is mRNA. Do, do we know do how have, this is going to affect us 10 years from now? We have no idea. Well, I'm not a scientist, so uh, I mean, it, it, I'd like to understand things I'm putting in my body. I'm very picky about what I'm putting in my body, so I will admit that with things like this, it is somewhat concerning because I don't understand it. But let's face it, uh, some of the vitamins I put in, I don't understand how they extracted them. So, I, you know, there's a limitation there. But we do have a choice. The Johnson & right. Johnson vaccine is a is a more traditional vaccine. It's less effective, which is probably more than enough. It's more, more it's, it's less effective. It's not 95%, but it's over 70% effective, my understanding is. And, and the flu shot I take every year is about that. So I'm comfortable with that. And, and the bottom line is, the, the you know, I think the questions we should be asking is like... Uh, you know, are we going to shut down society every time this happens? What's mm -hmm. the future protocol going to be? Mm -hmm. uh, why why not protect the uh, the vulnerable instead of shutting down society? So yeah. th these are choices that we made. One of the concerns that I have about the vaccine and not opposed to people taking it. People seem to be very happy about taking it. They're posting on social media. I know a lot I'm of fine people with that. Go for a lot. I know a lot of people have taken it too. I mean, do your thing. If you're... Um, I'm not sure that those people taking it are super happy posts on social know the science behind it and maybe that's okay they just have a high level of trust in areas that I don't necessarily have that blatant trust um, the uh, the cons but, you, know, you drive a Tesla and you don't know how that thing works that's very very different than putting a vaccine in your body and also vitamin musk much more than our government <laughs> I hundred percent do and also vitamins <laughs> is it's it's very different so I just think that um, there is a, the one thing I'm hearing on the vaccine front, this is where I was going, is that all we're allowed to talk about is how positive it is, how happy it is, how everyone's taking it, everyone should get it. Literally don't want them to talk about any of the negatives or anything because of the greater good, right? I mean, you probably all have heard this or read, but we're, we don't want to talk about any of the potential negatives because the, the benefits to ever having everyone take the vaccine outweigh some of the potential negative consequences that go along with it. I'm okay with that being the case as long as we're honest with that. Sure. But I'm not hearing a lot of honesty on that front. It's well, all about the vaccines here to save us. Let's go. And yeah. let me just say one thing real quick. Um, first of all, the cases of anaphylactic shock in vaccines are usually one in a million. With these vaccines so far, it's been six and 272,000. That was of like January. So anaphylactic reactions to this vaccine are way, way, way higher than other vaccines. But normally they're temporary and they go away. It could, yeah, could yeah. could be, and that's everything could be fine. But the other thing that's this this is <laughs> this is the strategy that I'm taking a little bit is, well, the more time that you give this thing, the more use cases there are, the more case samples there are, and then this thing is going to be safer taking a year from now than right now, right? Because we're going to have more data and all of this, so or less safe. Does that make me selfish? Says, right? Yeah, or less safe? I don't know. But uh, the CEO of Pfizer didn't visit Israel in December because he hadn't gotten his vaccine. This is the CEO of the company. Why is that? It's because he said he wanted to wait his turn. Really, one shot, and you are the man in charge well, of this minute, company. Now we're criticizing people for jumping their turn, and you can't. No, come on. He's the CEO of Pfizer. Turn. 
Like he he needs a right. vaccine. He and should he be able to, to go visit Israel and, and travel and do his business. He's saving the world right now, but he's not taking the vaccine yet. To be fair, he had taken. My understanding was he'd taken the first dose, but not the second. He hadn't taken it yet because he wanted to wait his turn. That sounds fishy to me. Okay, that's one thing. Number two, the uh, there is a Liang, I think Professor Liang in Israel. Um, she is a professor at the Hebrew Institute of Virology or something like that. She knows this stuff. She studies biology, and she is saying, yes, take the vaccine. The benefits outweigh the risks. She's an advocate for it. Take the vaccine. When asked if she took the vaccine, set yet she said, no, she's going to wait a year. There's well, a double standard going on that yeah. we're not hearing about. Yeah. That, and so that just is a thing. So, so you, you make up. A, so if you want to find out about these things, you can go Google them and search. But there's definitely like, you know, there's definitely a, 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 well, a message <laughs> being sold out there that the, yeah, you don't want media reports that, that talk about the one or two or six percent because then people might refuse to take it. So, again, manipulating the message is, is a, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, but, when but hopefully they're being honest with us. So you're requiring that, trust on a massive scale without a doubt. This thing right. requires. They're not making mass people tri- do it. It's so not, it's, they don't have with to take us, it. I, I know, but but they're really pushing it. They yeah. want everybody vaccinated, yeah. reasonably so. It sounds like a, a good, reasonable position. But there is evidence out there of suppression of negative cases. Sure. I mean, you've heard about the the Florida doctor who took it, ended up dying. You can't even Google that now to find it. You got to go to DuckDuckGo or these Bing or anywhere mm-hmm. else to even yeah. find that. Yeah, so that's we know troubling. That that's very troubling. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I agree that even on a national scale, you want to be wary of those being broadcast out because if you want to achieve herd immunity, we need so as many people vaccinated as possible for the betterment. But we're sitting here, and for somebody reasonable to look at that and see that these things are being suppressed, coupled with the fact that the Pfizer CEO is not taking it, coupled with this lady in Israel, coupled with these high-profile people that are like, yeah, I'm going to wait my turn. You know, I'm, at, I'm only in my mid to late 50s. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to hold back and wait and, and let the elderly take it first. It's, it just brings out so much suspicion because our trust, the foundation of our trust and everything has been shaken so hard at its core mm-hmm. these last four years to where we're now in a situation where we see these things but yet you're asking us to take this sort of this trust fall to right. get back with something yeah, as serious really as injecting our bodies. And it, for me, it puts me in a difficult position because I'm 39 years old. I'm super active. I, I, my health is at paramount as far as how I treat my body. So for me, I'm in a different situation. I'm probably going to make a different call than if I'm 79-year-old Chad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, probably going to take it. But you brought up the best point is that the great thing right now is that this thing has stayed so far. I'm not saying that it, that it won't change, but it stayed so far to where this thing is optional to take. Mm-hmm. But where I'm going to get really nervous is when it's like, well, if you're going to fly to Austin, Texas, you got to have your shot. Where's your paperwork? Right. If we get to that level, then I think you're going to see a really uh, uh, sort of implosion on itself. Why, would, it would why wouldn't we get to that because, level? Yeah, why would we? Because, no, I mean, why wouldn't we? Why, why, That's a logical next be, though, step. Because if 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 then if you can take it and protect yourself, uh, then so what if the people? I mean, I guess you could argue that some people don't have a good enough immunity system for the shot to work. Yeah, that's the that's the argument for the flu shot. Why you should take it to protect other people as well. Well, my understanding is part of the vaccine thing is you are. It's not so much that you're definitely not going to get it, but you can't spread it to other people. And they're coming out now and saying there's likely going to be boosters required for the COVID vaccine too. 
So this is not once and done. Well, of course, there's money to be made. Why wouldn't they want to? Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) And Pfizer recently said to their shareholders that they're they see an opportunity to raise their pricing on this thing. I don't know. Have you have you have you followed the ivermectin story at all? No. So ivermectin is like a really cheap genetic drug that's been used in Africa and many countries for many years as an antiviral, anti-inflammatory. And uh, it's proven effective. And there were some doctors in the U.S. that had been citing research and they were really criticized and attacked, even by the company that makes the drug because it's now generic. And uh, finally, I think Bill Gates stepped up to the plate and said, "Okay, I'm going to fund a study because you know, uh, to, you know." But um, it's really wild how attacked this drug was, and I think it's because it's a threat to the pocketbooks of the pharmaceutical companies because mm. this is a generic drug that's been around. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, so you know, yeah, we should wake up to these facts. So I think you know, going back to the point earlier, is that yes, we are being manipulated every day. The message is being washed. The the, the yeah and and I think that the, unfortunately we, we have to grow wise yeah <laughs> and and and, uh, and I think it, it, these situations of so so it's very easy I learned this myself like about myself looking at other countries like you know Venezuela and Argentina I was like, oh wow this is how they manipulate the message this is why their people actually you know and and then one day a, a, a light bulb went off said Wow, I mean, this happens in my own country, in Lebanon, in the United States. We're being manipulated by this, by the message and Mm -hmm. positioning, and this party is for this. It's probably divide and conquer. This is the, this is how our society is up. So it's just, it saves you a lot of time if you just wake up to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the, this vaccine is a pretty incredible feat of technology because if you have, so you have the mRNA thing, and it has to be or at one point it was thought it had to be really cold or it would die. But if you inject it into your body when it's that cold, you die. So you keep it really cold in transportation. You need to warm it up to just the right temperature, and then you inject it. And you have this mRNA thing that is actually, now it's in the bloodstream, but if you just let that go in the bloodstream, your immune system says, hey, what's going on? That's not from us, and it attacks it and kills it. So they're surrounding this mRNA thing with a... Oh, it's like a, well, it's a proprietary substance. We don't actually know what it is. So there's that thing around it that Pfizer has, and it's probably fine, but that's what keeps it protected from your immune system until it goes into your cell. When it goes into your cell, then it sends out something to grow on the outside of the cell, and that something that grows on the outside of the cell generates like this spike protein that's like popular with the coronavirus, that's like that crown thing. So it generates that kind of protein spike thing, and your body says, oh, that's not from us, and it goes and it attacks it, but it learns the formula. And so then when the virus comes along, COVID-19, your body says, oh, I know that formula for that, and then you don't get it. So that's what's going on. Um, Pretty fantastic, actually, if this thing is great, and it looks very, very positive. I think the the messenger thing that the tampering with the autoimmune system, like that's the that's my biggest concern with it. And that's what's going to take some time, the autoimmune system. The immune system. So do we know for sure that this doesn't create autoimmune issues down the road? No, we don't. And that's my biggest concern with it. I mean, because I think the the autoimmune thing, like that's a problem for people. And I kind of deal with that. Look, like that's my people, biggest. Some people, because they're pro the, the, uh, the vaccine or maybe they know more than I do, they will, will dismiss what you're saying. But 
there's there's absolutely no evidence to dismiss what you're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why we have long-term experiences with things, and sometimes we learn differently, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's why I think it's important that this remains a choice, that people can either do it or not do it and yep. not force people to do it. And uh, and ultimately, uh, uh, now one other uh, aspect of this that I don't really like is uh, to, in order to facilitate uh, or uh, uh, incentivize companies to produce vaccines, um, we have uh, special protections under the law where right. they're immune. Yep. And I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you're paying all... These are, these are not vaccines that are like the flu vaccine that are like cheap. You know, these are, these are, these are you know, government paid upfront money to get them to do all this and, mm-hmm. and they're selling it for a profit and they're so on. And yet, you know, there's no liability on their part. I think that's a little that's a little much. I think that uh, that, uh, that 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 concerns me. I mean, because when somebody is liable, I think they are much more judicious in their decision making. Hopefully, yeah. But uh, but at least it gives some protection to the victim. Mm-hmm. No, I I agree with that. That is. I'm not exactly sure why that is. I've heard that it's because that gives them incentive to make a vaccine. Right, because vaccines... If they had liability, they'd never do it. The traditional vaccine, there's not much money to be made off of it. So laws were put in place to protect the producer so they would go ahead and do it, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's not a big deal. It's sort of... It was judged as good for society. You know, uh, I mean... You sign waivers a lot of times when you go to get a you know regular flu shot. So yeah, but but I mean in this case uh, and in case of you know the COVID and other vaccines in the in the United States they have immunity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, you know supposedly there's a government organization that will that will accept the responsibility, but they never award people that were that were yeah. uh, that were that suffered. So. So uh, that concerns me. Chad, what was the biggest thing that concerned you even going back a year or last summer? The biggest thing where you were hearing whatever it was from mass media or the talking points or public opinion or whatever, but you felt like it was just different. Like, is it the origins of the virus? Is it what, what, what was the what was the biggest thing for you? If you were to ask me my biggest takeaway and biggest concern out of everything, the my immediate thought goes to the government shutdowns and the force, the mandatory shutdowns of businesses and these stay at home orders. And just what I viewed right out of the gate as a pure overreach. When I say right out of the gate, I'm saying that there was probably a a week, two weeks of time where there was a lot of confusion where we're trying to understand what is this thing? Is it really that bad? Mm -hmm. But it didn't take too much longer to understand, okay, there's a particular group that this thing's targeting. That's really a vulnerable subset mm-hmm. of our society. But it's like that message immediately gets politicized into this narrative to where if you're not shutting down, you're a dumb redneck type. You know, I'm mm-hmm. obviously hyperbole, but uh, that was really. the biggest and now, and now we get concern. research from the CDC about how ineffective the actual yeah, mask That's is. not really and, hyperbole and, and what you were saying. That was, yeah, that was the concern. Yeah, and that is still... That, that same aspect is still alive right now, that you still have a large portion of this country that believes that if you're not still wearing your mask and staying at home and shutting down and taking this thing serious, you're a complete moron. And they support this. I just It, it blows my mind that I was alive in a society to see this to where the government could come in into our country that's, you know, 
not to sound cheesy, but we're founded on the freedom. Mm-hmm. Freedom, I mean, that's it, hands down. We're founded on freedom of the individual rights and for them to immediately get taken away and then to get taken away for something that as it became more prevalent, that it's not necessarily as dangerous as you know we had originally thought of when the confusion phase was taking place. And to have so... If you'd asked me two years ago, I would have told you society would never go along with that. Mm. We would never go along with something that's targeting older, elderly, and you know, morbidly obese in this particular subset. You mean to tell me we'd shut down everything? We'd shut down church and gyms and mm-hmm. restaurants? I'm like, yeah, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. We would fight. Society would go batshit crazy if that was pushed on us. But then <laughs> to watch it play out and to almost feel ostracized on myself because I'm like, I wanted to go to that. I thought we were crazy for not opening up gyms and churches and restaurants and businesses and things like that. I'm like, you want to shut it down for a month? No problem. Let's get a handle on this confusion. Mm -hmm. We knew right out of the gate. Okay. We we knew, I'm not saying out of the gate, but we knew fairly soon that it wasn't as scary Mm -hmm. as it could have been. This wasn't something that's wiping out a quarter of the population. It's not that. It wasn't that. It was bad. Don't get me wrong, it's really bad. But it's not this Spanish flu style wiping out a quarter of the population. We better shut everything down and go hunker down. So that alone is my biggest takeaway from the last year. And it's still, I still can't wrap my head around it, mm. that so many of our citizens were willing to just go along and just deal and, and listen to this. We're talking about a handful of people here. We're talking about a mayor. I mean, this guy's no scientist. We're talking about this governor. We're talking about, you know, House of Representatives. The thing just blows my mind that we just listened and just stayed in our homes and did nothing and shut down the entire economy for a full year. Yeah. I see that. I see your point. That is concerning. Were you it expecting that response for uh, the Yeah, last no, it doesn't year? surprise me. Do you think that's an indication? What do you think about that, Fadi? I mean, do you think that's an indication into where we're at as a society? I mean, have we become like lambs? Like, is this going to be a problem going forward? I, I don't know. I think I think it depends what we learn from it. And uh, some people will come out of this and and don't really uh, have the the interest of questioning what was done because surely if it was done it had to be right well so some people just do that they don't want to question their own self some people will look at the whole thing and want to question what what, what was appropriate what was it i think that uh, we should learn from it uh, one by doing more studies and and, and actually ha- having the government more accountable to all this money they spend is give us will you have better answers next time that's that's one uh, two, you know, I think the overreaction at first uh, is somewhat justified because we didn't know how bad it was going to get. And but as as more information came in, uh, yes, like uh, our mayor, to his credit, he did loosen up on on some things. But I think there was a lot of information that came out and understanding that never was at, was never acted on. Like for example, ventilating buildings or like a, a, a restaurant or ventilating indoors can be very effective. It's as long as you're ventilating to the outside and you're not just recirculating the same air, uh, you know. But but that, you know, there was no. Uh, 
you know, I, I think that that might be more effective than some other solutions. I'm not a scientist, but we we did get stuck in this idea that you know we're gonna we're gonna shut down, you know, only do certain things. I didn't mind at first um, wearing a mask or still wearing a mask to go to the grocery store because I felt like there was people in the grocery store that had to be there mm-hmm. in order for me to get my groceries, and if it made them safe for me to walk in, it made them feel safe. Yeah, what I feel the, the same what, way about what, that. It doesn't sure. cost yeah. me that much to yeah. put a mask on, right? So I don't have a problem with that. Um, and, and you know, uh, it is a, it, it is a, I wouldn't want to do it if there was zero science behind it, mm-hmm. but... You know, we didn't know at the time, mm-hmm. right? And and uh, but and but now we learned that you know places that were a little bit le- more lax, it didn't suffer as much. So that's the problem: is we just didn't have enough information to know. Yeah. Um, so I think the the takeaway for me is now that we are where we are, the most important thing is to look back, learn from it, and take the right lessons away instead of just kind of assuming because this might happen again. We have to we have to right. respond accordingly. And and how what was the right thing to do? What was the wrong thing to do? Yeah, and I mean we didn't even touch on the havoc this whole thing had on schools. I mean our our country's kids in school i mean they let's be honest they pretty much lost a year and that other year was tampered with heavily i mean this is schools mental health issues oh my drink alcoholism man i yeah. just watched the netflix special uh last chance you with the basketball yeah <laughs> so, i don't want to give anything away but there's an impact there too that just made me so angry like we canceled all of our sports like everything's done so all these that's seniors, right Can you i know imagine that this if you is low on the totem pole yeah. of priorities but I just know how important it was to me at 17 years old to play in the playoffs, to play these championships, to finish out my senior year. All that's just yanked away from these poor kids, which, again, I know it's really easy to just cast that off as insignificant, but yep. that that's those, a real those cost. kids are going to remember that. They're going to be telling this story. It's not a good story. They're yep. going to be telling this story you know, in, 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 in their 60s, 70s, 80s. It's just the impact. I mean, of the we canceled thing. the Olympics, right? I mean, we had yeah, four, yeah, and it's uh, like they got Tokyo a four-year window. Imagine spending four years of your life doing day in, day out. Your focus is on this, and it just gets snatched yeah. away because yeah. of confusion. And for me, I, again, I hate to beat a dead horse, but I was okay with the initial. Let's take a pause, mm-hmm. take a breath, figure out what this damn thing is. But what I can't live with is how that phase just blasted out for 13 14 months and we're still let's we're not yeah, out of no, it we're by still the way in. yep i mean it's yep. it's there's still i mean i don't california's still a debacle. you should get newsome on this podcast and have me come in that be it's interesting no how, i think we'll have the, him soon because it doesn't look like he's going to be governor <laughs> much it's longer interesting <laughs> how the virus followed a certain path in in countries and they almost mimic each other even though the the regulations and the rules and what these countries did was vastly different Mm. You know, uh, we, we sort of had a double peak and then uh, found out, you know, and and, and, all, and another thing that I, I've learned is like we, we kind of got married to the idea, oh, we only have the ability to treat as many people as we have hospital beds. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, in, in other countries, they don't have anywhere near the hospital beds we have. And they, they treated 
without a problem. They yep. treat people at home. That's right. You know, in my hometown in, in Lebanon, they have two people in my hometown that are that are that are living a, uh, in a separate facility than their parents, so they don't affect them. But they're going around and treating everybody in the town. Mm-hmm. You stay at home. They come to your home. They put their scrubs on and they they treat you. So it's almost like we've lost this this like what made America great is that you know. And you know what? Even in New York, the number of beds grew that were available. So it's not mm-hmm. like a a finite, you know. Oh my God! If we ever get to five thousand, everything comes to an end. You uh-huh, know, that's and, right. And yeah. There's all these warnings or So wait, wait, wait. What about creating more beds? What about creating? What about having a protocol that everybody follows so any nurse can treat the patient? You know. Yeah. I mean, come on. We do this. We, you know, it, we got so uh, 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 like mechanical about it, unimaginative. Yep. Yep. You know. Uh, and, and then when doctors like in, in California and other doctors that were treating a lot of patients would come out and say, look, this works, this works, this is what we're seeing, you know, whatever. It was like, you know, oh, no, nothing will ever work other than the vaccine. You know, mm-hmm. we've got we to gotta, you know, shut down till the vaccine comes. And, you know, so, so that, that's a lot of lessons uh, yeah. we can take away from all this. I agree. I wish we had another two hours. We need to get to the gym. Final thoughts? Fadi, why don't you go? And then Chad, just conclude this or wrap this up or just how would you kind of put a tie a bow on this from your from your point of view i think it's healthy for us to be skeptical about our own government other governments and be aware of what gaming has been going on for all these years whether it's on trade whether it's on how you control information and that makes you a more responsible better citizen to digest the information and make decisions and coronavirus trade all of these things just fall in the same same uh, uh, same category to mm-hmm. me. I'll circle back to the first topic at hand, and that is I really think that people should start paying more attention to what's going on in China. Um, I really think that us, our allies, because it's going to take a, it's going to take a unified effort. I don't think one country can handle it on its own. And I'm not saying that it's a it's a um, militaristic style look but i think it we should all be vigilant together and be prepared for it um we're we're dealing with a a country that i don't think it's up for debate that has a different set of moral principles than we do without a doubt we see it um it's very obvious and you have to ask yourself are we willing to accept that on a global scale and it sounds crazy at the current position we're in in 2021 that that should be a reasonable topic of debate. But um, for me, I'm, I'm worried about it, and I, I would love for more people to take it serious. Um, 2049 sounds like forever away, but there's a decent chance I'll still be around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think just being vigilant and having an open mind and, and strengthening our allies is going to be important moving ahead. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the willingness to accept whatever the mainstream talking point is at the time and in the moment, there's just a, it's almost like a hunger for it in this country. And that's, that's really concerning to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Story F- of the day. Yeah, the story of the day. Fadi and Chad, thanks for being on. Thanks, buddy. Let's go work out. Yeah.